is the A Jersey Broad Abroad podcast. Let's go. A little lady was from Germany. Yeah, so thank you. I say no biggie. Kind grossy. You don't know what Wawa is? Wawa's the best thing ever. I mean, Duncan Sean, Freddy. <laughs> yeah, people flew in from Germany last night. Now the neighbors are going to call 911. A Jersey Broad Abroad. Ladies and gentlemen, a lady who is truly a champ. Six time Grammy Award winner, Lady Gaga. Yes, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga singing New York, New York. Her home city, by the way. Hey guys, what's going on? I am going to talk about today the Statue of Liberty. Yes, I also think it's great information for anybody from the tri-state area um, to, ha- to know. And I found this really interesting. So seriously, buckle up. This is going to be an, a heck of a ride. An awesome little bit of history of New York. Lots of stuff that I didn't know about. And recently, in this past month, a um, couple last week or so, um, in October, the end of October, uh, the statue was dedicated. So it was kind of like the Statue of Liberty's birthday. So happy birthday, Statue of Liberty. Go shorty, it's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. We're going to sip a party like it's your birthday. And the official name of Statue of Liberty is actually in Liberty Enlightened the World. And it's a m- massive, colossal, neoclassical sculpture on Liberty Island in New York Harbor. And I've been there many times. And honestly, the times that I did go, it was when we were taking people that were visiting from <laughs> from other places. You kind of become a tourist. Uh, and also, we went. I went when I was little with my, my family. My grandma took me there. and Maybe like a school trip or something, but... Definitely um, something that maybe locals don't go see. I think I, I always think it's great to act like a tourist wherever you are, if you live there. So it was a copper statue, and it was gifted from the people of France to the people of the United States. And it was designed by the French sculptor Frédéric Auguste Bartholdi. And its metal framework was built by Gustave, I'm probably ruining the names, Eiffel. Pretty sure I said that one right. The statue was dedicated on October 28th, 1886. So, what was on that island before the statue was there? First, it was called Great Oyster Island. At the time of the European colonization of the Hudson River um, in the mid-17th century, uh, much of the west side of the New York Harbor Bay contained large tidal flats, which they had vast oyster beds and a source for food. And the Lenape native people who lived there at the time uh, visited it. Several islands were not completely submerged by the high tide. Three of them were given the name Oyster Island by the Dutch settlers of New Netherland, the first European colony in the Mid-Atlantic states. Then it was called Bedloes Island. After the surrender of Fort Amsterdam by the Dutch to the British in 1664, the English governor, Richard Nichols, granted the island to Captain Needham, and it was sold to Isaac Bedloe on December 23rd, 1667. 
The island was retained by the state until 1732, and when it was sold for five shillings to New York merchants. During the ownership, the island was temporarily commandeered by the city of New York to establish a smallpox quarantine station. Then in 1746, Archibald Kennedy, he purchased the island and a summer residence was established, along with the construction of a lighthouse. Seven years later, the island was described in advertisement being available for rent. Okay, so this was the ad if you wanted to rent the uh, Liberty Island. To be let, Bedloe's Island, alas, Love Island, okay, together with the dwelling house and a lighthouse to be finally suited for a tavern where all kinds of garden stuff, poultry, etc., etc., may be easily raised for the shipping outward bound from where any quantity of pickled oysters may be transported and abound with its English rabbits. Okay, that sounds pretty nice. 1756, Kennedy allowed the island again to be used for a smallpox quarantine station. Mm, not so nice. And on February 18th, 1758, the Corporation of New York City bought the island for 1,000 pounds to use as a pest house. Mm, pest house, yeah, that's also not that nice of an island. When the British troops occupied New York Harbor and led up to the American Revolutionary War, the island was being used for Troy refugees, with HMS Eagle docked next to it. But on April 2nd and 1776, the buildings constructed on the island were burned to the ground. Fort Wood, on February 15th, 1800, the New York State Legislator said the island to be a federal government island for construction of a defensive fort to be built there. The construction of the fort on the island, shaped on an 11-point star, began in 1806, and it was completed in 1811, protecting New York from British invasion of upcoming conflict. Following the War of 1812, the star-shaped fortification was named Fort Wood, after Colonel Eliezer Derby Wood, who was killed in the siege of Fort Erie in 1814. It was a major defensive victory against British troops near the end of the war. The granite fortification followed an 11-point star fort layout with mounting 24 guns and larger fort mounting 77 guns were proposed on the third system of the fortifications but was not built. So that's where we just have the first level of the stars. I had no idea. By the time it was chosen for the Statue of Liberty in the 1880s, the fort was outmoded and obsolete. The stone walls were then used as distinctive base for the Statue of Liberty, given by the Third French Republic for the American 1876 centennial celebrations. They said, just put it on there. We're not using that anyway. (laughs) The statue is a figure of a robed Roman liberty goddess. She holds a torch above her head with her right hand. And her left hand carries a tabula inscribed July, uh, and then all Roman numbers, 1776. The date on the U.S. Declaration of Independence. A broken shackle chain lie at her feet as she walks forward, commemorating the recent national abolition of slavery. After its dedication, the statue became an icon of freedom and the United States, seen as a symbol of welcome to all the immigrants arriving by sea. The statue was built in France, shipped overseas in crates, assembled and completed on the pedestal, what was then called Bedloe's Island. 
The statue co- completion was marked by New York's first ticker tape parade and a dedication ceremony presided by President Grover Cleveland. I bet they had one heck of a party. The right arm holding the torch was the first completed piece of the Statue of Liberty. It was, displayed, it was displayed for the first time in the 1876 Centennial Exhibition in Philadelphia. For a fee, visitors could climb the ladder inside the arm and stand on the viewing platform at the torch. That money was used earliest with one of the first fundraisers for the pedestal. These pictures are on my Facebook, and it's awesome. Very cool, with people standing in the torch. Following the completion of Lady Liberty's right arm, her head was built next. At a Paris Universal Exposition in 1878, visitors could buy a pass to climb the 36 steps and stand inside the crown. The statue's head, much like her arm, two years earlier, was used to raise funds for construction. The statue stood tall for three decades before the torch was damaged in an explosion during World War I. In 1916, German forces aimed dynamite and other explosives at a munitions plant containing U.S.-made weaponry in Jersey City, New Jersey. The statue's right arm, including the torch, sustained minor damage. It was called the Black Tom Explosion. The Black Tom Explosion was an act of sabotage by German agents, pretty much German terrorism, to destroy the U.S made munitions that supplied the Allies in World War I. The explosions occurred on July 30th, 1916 in New York Harbor, killed four people and destroyed uh, $20 million worth of military goods. The Statue of Liberty has been missing its original torch for 35 years. In its place stands a gold-plated replica that's 400 pounds heavier and illuminated by floodlights in the evening. The torch was replaced by a shiny gold, this shiny gold replica in 1985. Workers had to dig a trench to move the old torch into a museum, into the statue's pedestal. The small museum had limited capacity and was only visited by 20% of those who toured the statue. And at the end of 2018, the torch was removed from the pedestal in pieces and carried over to a new museum. The process took two years of planning and it was quite the undertaking, quote-unquote. And now sits on full display along the water in its permanent home at the Statue of Liberty Museum. Here's some lesser-known facts about the Lady Liberty. Lady Liberty wasn't always green. While the modern-day statue was known as bright green hue, when it arrived on the shores, it appeared very differently. It was cast in copper. The statue has only had its current coloring because the metal has become oxidized, forming a protective layer known as patina. When the statue was shipped from America to France, it would have been bronze. The statue almost ended up being a different color altogether. His original plan for the monument included included the entire sculpture in a gold leaf in order to make it visible at night because he intended it for it to be a lighthouse. It's a pretty big lighthouse. For some reason, the monument almost ended up being relocated to Boston or Philadelphia because those cities were more eager to put up the money. More than New York. Another fact, Thomas Edison was going to give her a voice. After introducing the phonograph in 1878, Edison told journalists that he was going to design a monumental disc to be placed inside the Statue of Liberty. This would allow Lady Liberty to deliver speeches, with a voice being loud enough to be all the way heard in northern Manhattan. Um, that's kind of creepy. No, thank you. I don't need, like, like, a statue-like voice coming across New York. That would have been super creepy. Oh, wait, I got one. I know something that could have been pretty helpful. Go, Yankees! Beat Red Sox! So, I was gonna be really crafty and tell you all the statues uh, around the world that are other other Statues of Liberty. 
I have seen a couple of them. So, well, I have that Las Vegas, there's one. I haven't seen it personally. Paris, there's one, which is pretty cool. And I was trying to think of all the places where I've seen Statue of Liberty. And I'm like, let me just name them. There's hundreds of them when I looked them up. There's hundreds of statues, the Statue of Liberty around the world, replicas. And I had no idea. So I would love to go see some of them. It's my area. And finally. Is the Statue of Liberty really a Jersey girl? The undisputed boundary between New Jersey and New York is in the center of the Hudson River and the upper New York Bay, with Liberty Island situated well on the Jersey side of the water line with Liberty Island itself, an enclave of the state New York and a part of the New York City. While Liberty Island is closer to the Garden State, the National Park Service says it is quote, located within the ter- ter- territorial jurisdiction of the state of New York. As per a pact between the two states that was ratified by Congress in 1834, lives in New Jersey, but still says she's a New Yorker. Figures. Huh, I do the same thing. Jersey Broad Abroad. You fucking need your